Hello, this is Jason with another episode of Building Wealth Now. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. Appreciate all of the guests that have joined us today. Thank you for jumping on. Hey, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right there. And while you're at it, go check out our Facebook group that is an entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs Facebook. We teach and mentor and help you... um, Build a business, learn business concepts, find a business, all that kind of fun stuff. And you can find that out at themasterace.com, themasterace.com. So go ahead and over there, check it out. It's a growing community, good conversation, and mentorship. And that's the key with that. It's a unique Facebook group. So recommend that you get out there. Hey, if you already are a regular listener or a subscriber i really appreciate you as well thank you for jumping on here as we hit the sound across the nation and even world this podcast is all about building wealth now hey did you know that you can retire in the next five to ten years i don't care where you're at in life unless you've got (laughs) millions of dollars of debt uh, you can probably retire the next five to ten years You don't have to wait for, I don't know, the age of 65 to 70. Those are things that we've been taught our whole entire life. You have to wait. You have to take out your retirement at those ages. You have to wait for your time. Well, you know what? Who writes the rules? Who says that's what has to happen? Why can't we just retire when we want to retire? You're saying, okay, I... Get it? Uh, who writes the rules? Don't know. Uh, but how in the world do we do that? Well, guys, there's this little thing called residual income. Residual income is a pretty awesome thing. And residual income, if you do it right, is basically where you work once. And if you work once and you do it right, you continually get paid for the work that you do. So, for instance, there's things I did last year or things I did five years ago or things I did eight years ago that I'm still getting paid for today. And I did the work once and continually get paid for the work that I do. So that's that's residual income, guys, and that's pretty fantastic. And that is how you retire early. 80% of all millionaires are business owners. And uh, if you've not listened to this podcast, uh, go back, listen. We have lots of different information about a lot of different various uh, ideas, thoughts, processes, businesses, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that you can learn a lot from and to help you understand and get your mind wrapped around all this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, guys, it, it is something that you are able to do. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because it's not. But if you can work hard in the next five to ten years, if you can work hard in the next five to ten years, you are going to be able to retire early. But it is going to take a lot of work. But you're saying, how much work? I don't know how much work because I'm giving you a time span of five to ten years. You know what? It might only take you three. But I'll tell you what. If you work hard, you can do it. And it's going to take a lot of work. It certainly beats the alternative of working 40 hours a week or more for 40 years of your life or more, and hope to retire with 40% or less of your income. If you can retire at all, 
So you really need to think about residual income. How can you leverage life? Guys, I do not live to work. I work to live. Okay? And I want you to put that in your mind as you go about the day and the days in front of you. Are you just living to work or are you working to live? Leverage your life. Work to live. Now, guys, I'm just going to be honest today and say that today's episode is probably one of the most controversial episodes that I've probably ever done. And the reason for that is because when all is said and done, the topic I'm going to talk about is probably one of the most misunderstood topics. And I am probably going to get a lot of comments, maybe a lot of backlashes, maybe a lot of people who still misunderstand, all that kind of stuff. But as long as I have done this conversation, or as long as I have done this podcast and taught this, this is the first time really that I've ever talked about this subject I would say almost at all, but never in detail like I'm going to talk about it today. Like, ever. And I kind of done that on purpose. And the reason why I've done that on purpose is because I want you to, if this is your first time, this is probably going to knock you for a loop, but I want you to make sure that before you make any judgment calls, that you go listen to the other tons of podcasts, that you go to themasterace.com, and you look at all the conversation that's gone before you make a judgment call. Because the subject matter today is probably the most controversial, but it is probably also the most misunderstood. And so because of those scenarios, this is an episode that you need to listen to. But I also want to make sure that in the process of you listening to this, that you come with an understanding mind. Because since this is the most controversial, if not the most controversial podcast I've ever done, it is definitely one of the most misunderstood subject matters. In fact, probably out of all of the subject matters, this is probably one of the questions I get asked almost on a daily basis. And today's topic is going to be about the most misunderstood business in the world. Yep, that's right. It's going to be about the most misunderstood business in the world. So here's the thing. I have people all the time ask me all these different questions about different businesses and different types. And so we walk through each one, give the philosophy, give the understanding, help them understand the residual income aspects, or if the business is good at all. And we're talking multiple various businesses of all different types, flavors, flares. And yes, this one comes. And I usually have to say, well, you know, this is not just a a subject matter of, let's just say this is a good business or a bad business, because at the end of the day, it's a business that if you don't understand what to look for, it could be a really, 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 really bad business. But if you know what to look for, it could be a super profitable business. And so what I'm going to give you today is just the philosophy behind this business. And I'll be honest with you. 
I've been thinking a long time about when I'm going to actually give this podcast episode. And I don't know, I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting off and putting off. Ultimately, because I wanted to make sure that the audience had a good basis before we sprung this on them. And so here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? We're just going to go and do it. I just decided, you know, I could keep just putting it off. There's always going to be new listeners. There's always going to be new subscribers. And hopefully they do themselves a favor and they go back and listen to the other podcasts. But if they don't, well, then they're going to come in with this particular podcast. And it's probably going to be confusing to them. <laughs> or they're going to be upset right away. And that's okay. So here's the deal, guys. Today's topic is on the most controversial business in the world and the most misunderstood the business in the world. And you're saying, what in the world is that business, Jason? And it is this. It is the business of, are you ready? Network marketing. Network marketing. Now, we briefly, briefly talked about this last week. And so that was kind of my laying the foundation. And here is the boom. Last week we talked about two businesses with amazing tax breaks. And I did mention network marketing. But here's the thing. Most people don't know what to look for. Now you're saying, what's network marketing? Well, let me give you another name for it. There's another name for it that you're probably more familiar with, but at the end of the day, it's actually not really the right name. The other name for it is what we call multi-level marketing. Now, before you get off this podcast and say, I've heard it all, I know everything, let me just stop you and say, you probably don't. You probably don't. So, hey, do yourself a favor, because there's going to be all kinds of people of all different backgrounds. Some of you are going to be avid supporters of you, and then there's going to be the negative Nancys out there who are just going to be all over this. But the problem is, is that is this is the most misunderstood business model that's out there, and you, you negative Nancy, probably just don't understand it. You probably don't understand it, or maybe you have a biased opinion, because maybe you've been in network marketing before. And you're probably one of the thousands of people who've done network marketing before, and you say, well, network marketing just doesn't work. Well, I'm going to say that you just don't understand. And what I find is the people who normally say, well, well, it just doesn't work, usually fall into a couple categories. And I'm going to walk through all these things because basically what I'm going to teach you is why network marketing is actually a really good business model. But number two, you're going to have to realize what you have to look for when it comes to a good network marketing company. You can't just jump into any network marketing company and expect it to be fantastic. You have to do your homework. But most of the problem, here's the problem. Are you ready for the problem? The problem is that most people don't know what to look for. And so because that most people don't know what to look for, they come to a very fast and hard biased opinion, and they just blanket statement the entire $200 billion industry and write it off. By the way, the National Football League last year made roughly $9.8 billion. Network marketing industry... $200 billion. Network marketing has been around since 1888. It's not going away. Why? Because it is a very 
viable industry. But for all you negative Nancy's out there, you got to know what to look for. You can't, you can't look. You can't just jump into anything. If you don't do your homework or you don't know what questions to ask, well, let me just tell you something. You're probably going to get burned. But this is what I find. This is what I find. The people who are negative Nancy's are saying, oh, network marketing doesn't work, usually come into a couple categories. Number one category is they say that network marketing doesn't work, but the reality of it is, are you ready? They just didn't do the work. That's number one. Negative Nancy's against network marketing are against it because, number one, they just didn't do the work, therefore they're mad at the work and saying that it doesn't work. But they didn't work. And so because they didn't work, all of a sudden it doesn't work. And let me just tell you something, guys. Let me just tell you something. I find that those same exact people typically who try a different business can't get that business to work either. Now you're saying, well, Jason, I, I went to the FTC's website and I see this post here that says 1% of network marketers have massive success. So what do you say about that? Only 1%. Well, do you know what the average percent of a successful startup business is of any various type of any type of thing of anything in the world people who have success in any other business non-network marketing related of any kind of any type anything in the world after five years it comes to a whopping are you ready for this one percent look business is hard guys but as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, look, here's the thing. Here is the thing. If you're not going to put the time and work and effort into it, it doesn't matter what the business is because if you don't have a stick to it and you actually don't do the income producing behaviors that that business, no matter what business it is, affords for you to grow the business, it doesn't matter a lick about that business. Because at the end of the day, if you don't put the income producing behaviors in the business, you're going to be in the 99% failure rate. And that's why here's the thing. As we often say, if it was so easy, everybody would be doing it. And what I just find is that, well, it's not easy. And that's why everybody's not doing it. And that's why everybody doesn't have success. And that's why every other person who's in startups only has a 1% success rate after five years. That's why. Does that make sense to you? Hopefully it does. So I don't care what business model it is. You can't throw a blanket statement on network marketing and say it doesn't work because most of the time it's not the model that's the problem. It's the person who doesn't do the work. All right. That's number one reason. They don't do the work. Number two reason is they jump into a business not having any clue what to look for, and so they go into a business that virtually they are not going to be able to have success in because the business itself does not line itself up with a successful business pattern. Does that make sense? 
look, and again, this is not just network marketing. This is any type of business, but I want to specifically relate it to network marketing because this is one of those ones that tons of people out there just always are so negative about, but at the end of the day, they just don't get it. So number one, they don't do the work. Number two, they don't know what to look for. And so they just jump into any business of any type of any variable and say, oh, it didn't work. Well, you, you you jumped into a business with an uphill battle. So why in the world should you expect it to work? I, I can jump into any business. Look, I can go to Detroit at, during the ghastly bankruptcy time when all of the major uh, corporations that were there and things were shutting down and houses were being foreclosed and being becoming vacant, etc., 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 etc. And I could go become a real estate agent in Detroit at that point in time. And guess what? I probably would have failed miserably. People were literally giving their houses away. So it would have been a bad time for me to become a real estate agent. Make sense? So I don't care what business it is. If you come into a business at bad timing, bad location, you're going to come into an uphill battle. But let me help you out with something. Let me help you out with something. I know I've had podcasts on some of these things that are overlapping, but look, the theories and, and philosophies that I've been giving all along about business in general definitely apply itself to network marketing. But when it comes to network marketing, people usually join network marketing for one of two reasons. And here's the thing. Both of those reasons are really, really bad. So the first reason is they jump into a network marketing company based upon a product they really, really, really love. Now, I've told this before. I'll tell you again. Just because it's a product that you really, really, really love does not mean that it's a good business opportunity. Look, I've told this before. I will tell you this again. Passion about a product does not necessarily always pay the bills. Just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you can monetize something. Does that make sense to you? Just because, just because you are passionate about something does not mean it's a good business model. Just because you really, 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 really love a product doesn't mean it's a business that's good. Look, you might really like a product, but if if here's the thing, if if the business itself is, an, is a losing business because of the opportunity that's behind it, it doesn't matter. So just because they've got a great product doesn't mean they have a great business. Number two reason why people join network marketing is because they have a friend who they really like and they jumped into the network marketing business because of a friend. Well, let me just tell you something. Just because you have a friend that you really, really like doesn't mean that there's an opportunity there. But that's the two reasons that most people join a network marketing. And that's also the two reasons why people most, most people fail is because they base it on a person or a product and not the opportunity itself. And so therefore they say it doesn't work because that person or product does not guarantee success. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand that? Because it's important for you to understand that. Not 
every person's going to have success, the majority or not, and you're just going to find yourself to be in an uphill battle even more if you find something that you really love, business or product, it's going to be rough when you find out that just because that's the way it is, you think you're going to have success in a business. It's not going to work that way. So guys, we jump into business. I've told you this before. We jump into business based upon opportunity. Many of you know, I don't like coffee. I know I'm weird, right? Don't even like the smell of it. Even, even as we speak, even right now as we speak, I'm actually looking into franchising a coffee company. But I don't like coffee. You're saying, well, you're saying, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You got to be passionate about it. No, I don't. I see the opportunity. I totally see the opportunity. I actually already represent another coffee company. So now I have, and that, by the way, neither of those are network marketing companies, just to be very clear. But the opportunity I saw was there. And so because of the opportunity, I jumped into it. And right now I'm looking to jump into franchising another coffee company. Okay, now you're saying, I thought you were against brick and mortar buildings and all that kind of stuff, yada, 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 yada. Uh, yes, for the most part, 99% of the time I am. There's some various exceptions to the rule. Okay, now I'm not going to get all the details about that because that's not the point of this, but... But that was a side point. Guys, I don't jump into business because of a product or a person. I jump into business because of an opportunity. So here's the thing, guys. There's four key components to every business out there, whether it's network marketing or not, that you need to understand. But I'm going to specifically apply this today to network marketing because there's a lot of you who are probably every single day uh, marketed from a network marketing company in some way, shape, fashion, or form. You're going to be talked to somebody about network marketing uh, very frequently because guess what? Network marketing is not going away. So before you just say no, here, a foolish person says no. I say this to you. I'm going to say it again. If it sounds too good to be true, you probably need to search it out. You should never say, because this is foolish thinking, if it's too good to be true, it probably is because that's foolish thinking. If it's too good to be true, you probably should search it out. Because you'd never know about the opportunity that you might be able to find. Now, with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> are you ready? Here's the four key components. To find a generational, amazing, legacy opportunity in the world of network marketing. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you these four key components. And what you're going to find out is that when you're introduced to other network marketing companies, you'll know within about five minutes or not whether or not that's something that you should align yourself out. So I'm actually giving you a formula here to be able to get out of this concept fairly quickly or make a wise decision of jumping into it. Guys, because I'm going to tell you something, network marketing really, really works. And I'm just going to tell you something here. I actually know more true residual income millionaires in network marketing than in any other industry in the world. Now, with that being said, I know a lot of millionaires, let me put it this way, debt millionaires, asset millionaires in real estate. I know tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of those, but there's still a problem with that. That is debt millionaires. Their residual income is not at the millions millionaire status. Their debt is, 
And I believe there's a good debt, bad debt scenario. And you, you can have an asset, um, uh, you know, asset that puts money in your uh, pocket, but still brings you debt. And I don't mind necessarily that whole concept as far as that good debt, bad debt. We've had podcasts on this before. But here's the thing. When it comes to residual income, I know more residual income millionaires in network marketing than I do in any other industry. And it's almost 100% profit, guys. They don't, it's not debt. They're not debt millionaires. They don't have all this debt. They have a true generational system that's building residual income. So here's the four key components because guys, I could probably make this an hour episode because I think there's just so much misunderstanding about this that, that, you know, it's important. So we're going to keep going. This is probably one of my longest episodes ever. And you're probably saying, well, Jason, you're passionate about this. No, I'm not. I am passionate about it, but here's the thing. I just, you know, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time, every single day. I do, I, I public speak to entrepreneurs uh, at least once to twice a month, anywhere from, a, you know, 50 to 60 people to thousands of people all across the United States and even world. And here's the thing. This is one of the most misunderstood business models. And so because of it, I'm just trying to help clear the air a little bit to help people understand. So first key component You've heard these key components before, but I'm going to relate it to network marketing. Number one is timing. Guys, we often hear the phrase of location, location, location when it comes to business. Let me just tell you something. That is shoddy information when it comes to business. You know what's more important when it comes to business? Timing, 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 timing. You need to understand that timing trumps location every single time. But when you can find the sweet spot of both timing and location, then things are really happening. So when it comes to network marketing, Harvard, yes, the Harvard University has done a study on a bunch of the big boys of network marketing, and they find some pretty awesome information. They say this, look, if you're going to join a network marketing, the very first thing that you need to understand is how important timing is. So you want to find a company that's below 150,000 business owners and or distributors worldwide. Because if you find 150,000 business owners or less worldwide in a network marketing company, you're going to make 80% of the commission over the life of the company if you do the work. So if your friend asks you, hey, um, I would you like to check out my business. Is it network marketing yet? Well, hey, how many distributors, how many business owners do you have in your company? If they have over 150,000, my suggestion is to stay clear. You want to find a company that's below 150,000. This is going to give you the best prime to be able to make this business a success for you. On top of timing with that, you're also going to want to find a company that's between the years of 5 and 15 years old. You're saying, well, not a ground floor opportunity at 1 to 4 years old? Why not? Because most companies... In any industry of any type, that's the worst time to join a business because you have more bumps and bruises and a lot of companies don't even make it to year five. But if they make it to year five, then there's a pretty good chance they're going to continue to go. Now, with that being said, okay, with that being said, you don't want to find a company older than 15 years because they're most likely past the saturation point of the 150,000, then everybody knows about the product, and then you're going to be going in an uphill battle because so many people do know about the company. Look, when you have a saturation point where everybody knows about it, 
it's probably not a business that you want to go into. Right now, the craze is CBD oil, right? And everybody wants CBD oil. And so there's a bunch of network marketing companies that are now introducing CBD oil. But here's the thing. From my house, five minutes, either direction, there's two gas stations that sell CBD oil. If you go to virtually any store, I feel like, anymore these days, CBD oil. Everywhere. So let me just tell you something. If you see CBD oil everywhere, that's probably not a good business to be in. If you have to compete with Walmart, it's probably not a good business model to be in. Does that make sense? So timing is very, very important, guys. Timing is incredibly important because if you are already in an uphill battle because your product concept is already saturated, then guess what? Why would you want to jump in a business that everyone is already doing? Whether it's network marketing or not, whether it's retail, places like Walmart. Why go along that path? How frustrating. So if you're struggling, maybe it's just purely because you're in a business that the saturation rate is already way too far that it's not really valuable. Number two, products. The second key component is products. Here's the thing, guys. Okay. When it comes to products, I'm just going to be very honest and just cut to the chase because I'm not here to give fluff. I'm here to give awesome information. My recommendation is if you're going to be in the network marketing industry to focus on the health and wellness industry. Don't focus on makeup. Don't focus on clothes. Don't focus on electronics. Don't focus on service-based network marketing companies. You're saying why? Because all those things are super easily duplicatable. They can easily be mimicked. They can be easily imitated. Look, if you have the latest and greatest pants, what says that Walmart's not going to make the latest and greatest pants two weeks later? Just cooler and cheaper. Make sense? If you have the latest and greatest makeup or cosmetics, what, what makes you think that Walmart's not going to make even better, cooler, cheaper cosmetics two weeks later? Why do I want to fight with Walmart? What if it's electronics? Well, guys, how fast does the electronic technology uh, world change? Look, have you noticed that the Apple company with the iPhone, they basically release a new iPhone, it seems like, every six months? Because they're trying to make things move forward because technology moves forward. Right? It's a constant battle. Constant battle. So why do I want to have outdated technology right when I enter into a business? Because Walmart's or any other Best Buy, whatever, is going to start imitating my products. And in five weeks later, my products are already outdated. You're saying we got patents. Yeah, but the variable of patent in the electronic world is a very easy thing to get around. What about services? Look, if you have one of these companies say, well, you're going to pay these bills anyway... Guys, I, listen, I, I'm just trying to be real with you here. I'm trying to help you all, okay? I don't want you to get burnt in business. The whole point of this podcast is for me to help you, right? Look, if you find a service-based business set, if you line up with us, then we're going to give you discounts on all these different companies, your cell phone business, your internet, your oil change, your this, your that. We're going to give you discounts on all these different types of things if you come up within our, uh, within our network marketing company. Well, what says that there's another network marketing company that can't make that same deal with that exact same service provider? There's nothing. There's no rules. And so, you know what? 
there's that net, next network marketing company that's going to go ahead and imitate exactly what, exactly what, exactly what your network marketing company, but then they're just going to sweeten the deal just that much better. And now all of a sudden, all the clients that you got are also now switching over to a different company. So I like the health and wellness. Now, I'm not saying that, that you should just jump in any health and wellness company because I've already given you illustrations with CBD oil. CBD is health and wellness, but the thing is, you can still have a saturated market, which no matter how awesome your health and wellness products are, if everyone else is doing it, it doesn't matter. So when it comes to products, I do recommend health and wellness, but here's what I really would like you to look for. Number one, unique products. In other words, I don't want you to have to compete with Walmart or the gas station for that matter. If, if the timing of the business is already saturated so much that everyone else has what you have, but just different variations, you're going to have a hard time convincing people why your products are better than everyone else's. I sell CBD oil. So do I. What's the difference between yours? Well, because we get our CBD oil from a deep jungle in Papua New Guinea, and it's a very special product. So there might be a quality difference. I get that. But at the end of the day, it's still CBD oil, right? I understand quality. Hey, listen, I, I, <laughs> listen, I understand quality. I get it. I'm actually a certified herbalist. I understand. I understand. I get it. So for those of you people who who are out there who might just might have just harassed me about that, I get quality. I get there is differences. I understand that. I get it. But, but. Why make it harder for yourself? If you're going to be in business, why make it harder for yourself, all right? So number one, you want it unique. Number two, category creating. Just like the iPhone did 12 years ago, it created a whole new industry called the smartphone. Before that, we had flip phones. What was the coolest flip phone that we had before smartphones came out? The Motorola Razor. When was the last time you saw a Motorola Razor? You know why? Because the iPhone came out in 2007, January of 2007, and changed history. It created a whole new category, period. Created a whole new category. And forever changed. All right. So we want category creating. Here's a very important one. Independent scientific research. Look, if someone introduces you to a health and wellness company, company, excuse me, the very first question I would ask them is, okay, where's the science? In other words, who did the science? And if they say, well, my company did. Well, guys, that's biased. It's just biased. It's a biased, it's a biased opinion. I can't really line myself up with the company when I don't really know about the science if a company paid for their own research. I want to know, did somebody else do the research or did your company do the research? If somebody else did the research, did you pay them for it or is it completely independent? I want independent research. I want somebody else to say, this product is so awesome, we want to research it ourselves and we're going to pay for it. So I want independent research. And I'll tell you what, if a company or a person comes to me and says, hey, Jason, you really need to check this product out. And I ask them, where's the independent research? They say they have none. I'm going to avoid it because it just means I can't really lay my head on my pillow every single night having a clear conscience that this product is really doing all it says it's doing because there is no independent research. Does that make sense? Now, with that being said, I also want patented products. In the health and wellness industry, a patented product is a really really more important. But let me, before I say that, let me back up the science real quick. 
I don't want independent peer-reviewed research on one ingredient in the product. You know what I want? I want independent peer-reviewed research on the whole proprietary blend. Look, bunches of companies out there say they have independent peer-reviewed research, but if you ask them, you know what they're going to say? If you really poke, you're going to find out that the independent peer-reviewed research is going to be something on one ingredient. Well, any company in the world that has that one ingredient in their product can also say, we have an independent peer-reviewed research. But you know what? We want it on the full proprietary blend of the product. In other words, how the product functions as a whole, not an individual ingredient in the product. Does that make sense? Now, finally, patents. Guys, in the health and wellness industry, when you have a patent and product, it's a little bit harder to manipulate and imitate. And so patents in a product are really, really awesome. And so when you have patents, not patent pending, guys, who cares about patent pending? Patent pending means nothing in my opinion. If it's not patented, then it's not worth your time. So make sure they have patents. The third key component is compensation. Let me just put it this way. I am not in business for linear income. I am in business for residual income, period. That's why I do what I do. So here's the thing. If I'm going to jump into a network marketing company when it comes to money and compensation, there's a lot I can say about this, okay? There's a lot I can say about compensation. But what I really, really, really want to know is that a few things. Number one, do I get paid out at least 50% in residual income? You're going to ask the question, what's the percentage? And they're going to say, oh, 50, 65, 75%. Great. They say 65 to 75%. That sounds awesome. But you need to ask the next question of how much of this is residual income? How much of this is residual income? And if it's not at least above 50%, guys, here's the thing. I don't want anything to do with it because residual income is the only way that this business is going to be generational. Make sense? Number two, I want to make sure I have an uncapped income potential. In other words, I don't want to have any limits on how much money I can make in a network marketing company. If I can make $100 million a month, then I want to make $100 million a month. Will I ever make $100 million a month? I don't know. Probably not. But if I can, I want to be able to do it knowing that I have no cap. Does that make sense? Number three, I don't want to be hindered by what the people above me are doing. So we often get this whole thing of pyramid scheme. And we hear these people say pyramid scheme. And the pyramid scheme, understand, that is a totally misunderstanding. They say, well, the person at the top gets paid all the money. Well, that's a business model. I don't want to have anything to do with it. But if you find a good network marketing company, you can actually outrank and beat the people in front of you and have a bigger and higher, better paycheck and not worry about what your people above you who enrolled you are doing. You can do better than them. In a good network marketing company, you don't want to have to worry about what your upline is doing. Because if that's the case, then you cap off how much money you can make. I want my business and my income to be based upon my work and not hindered by anybody else. Now, I could talk on and on about compensation. And if you want to have an in-depth conversation with me, hey, go to themasterace.com, find me, message me. We'll have an in-depth conversation of other things that might need to look in regards to compensation. Fourth key component, guys, is mentorship. 
and I can talk on and on about mentorship. We've talked about this all the time. But one of the things that I really, really recommend that when it comes to network marketing is you find somebody that you can literally talk to on a daily basis who has had success in network marketing that you can talk and learn from and be held by the hand step by step. They can teach you in network marketing how to build a business. Finally, this is an extra key component. It's not necessarily a necessary but I want you to think long and hard about this. If you're going to join a network marketing company, consider a publicly traded network marketing company as opposed to a publicly traded or a publicly held company. Because if you're going to join a company in the network marketing industry, don't you want to know what all the financials and things have to say? Aligning yourself with a publicly traded company allows that to happen. You can see exactly what's going on. Probably held, you really don't know. And so because you really don't know, it's kind of sketchy. So line yourself up with something that you can see everything. Guys, at the end of the day, though, even if you have all these key components, it really doesn't matter. Because if you're not going to do the work you can have the most amazing company that line up with every single one of these key components and does an outstanding job of aligning with these key components. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> going back to one of my original points, if you don't do the work, it doesn't matter. Understand? Guys, go check out themasterace.com, where we've never even talked about network marketing before. If you like what you heard, subscribe. If it changed some of your thinking, subscribe. I'd love to hear your comments. Let me know. Go to themasterace.com. Appreciate all of you for listening, sticking around for probably my longest episode ever. But I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for subscribing. Check out themasterace.com. Would love to see you over there. Go there, check it out. Find me, meet me, message me. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Would love to meet you as well. Hope you have a great day. Look forward to talking with you soon.